0: Good morning, Nachum. Kedav Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of welcoming the first Shabbos of the new year, Shabbos Shuva, the Shabbos upon which, according to the Chinuch, in the 30 psukim that we have in Parshas Vayelech, the shortest Parsha in the Torah, we complete the Tariag Mitzvos, the 612th, and 613th mitzvah of the Torah are found in this parsha. Interestingly, both of them relate to Torah itself. That the Torah closes with 612, the mitzvah of Hakel, that once in seven years on the first day of Cholomowit following the Shemitah year the Jewish nation is to come, men, women, and children, and even though it is a positive mitzvah which is governed by time, and normally women are exempt therefrom, it joins the other two positive mitzvahs of the Torah, such as Kiddush on Friday night, that The Gemara tells us Koshy whoever is included in the Shamar of Shabbos, whoever is included in the restrictions of Shabbos, is included in the Zohar of Shabbos, is included in the... positive mitzvah of Shabbos of the recitation of Kiddush. A woman, if she's by herself, has to recite Kiddush. If the man has bad laryngitis and he can't speak, then the woman can, his wife can recite Kiddush on his behalf. And the other positive mitzvah from the Torah governed by time is that of the matzah on the night of the Pesach Seder whoever can't eat chametz is also obligated in the mitzvah of matzah these are the 3 positive mitzvos that women are obligated from the Torah and the purpose of this incredible gathering is according to some it's a kind of reenactment of Har Sinai where the entire nation gathered together for the Importance of receiving Torah here too. The king, who represent, who is the representative of the Jewish nation, reads the Torah in the Azara of the Beis Hamikdash, and the Jewish nation filed by saw the king, heard the king, and it made a roshim. Because the Gemara asks at the beginning of Chagiga, it's understandable why the men are coming. It's understandable why the women are coming, why the babies, why the children coming. Don't tell me because we couldn't get a babysitter. No, the reason is because it is It is reward for those who bring them. Meaning what? That it's going to make a it's going to make an impression on the children. They're going to realize, wow, look at this. The entire nation is gathered together for what purpose? For the purpose of learning Torah, showing proper respect for the Torah. So this is the 612th mitzvah. And according to the Chinuch who follows the Uh, count of the Rambam the 613th mitzvah is for each Jew to write a Sefer Torah for himself now the reason for this explains the Chinuch is that it is known about human beings that they carry out their matters according to the resources that are available to them Therefore, Hashem commanded us that every single Jew should have a Torah scroll ready, literally at hand, so that he can read it always, and will not need to go for it to the home of his friends. Okay? Now, in order that he may learn to fear Hashem, and thus he'll come to know, understand his mitzvos that are more precious and, cher- and cherishable than gold, even much fine gold. In simple English, what we're saying is as follows. Go back in the days of the Torah. There's no printing press. If you didn't have a Torah scroll to read from, well, you had to go to your neighbor to borrow one. There's certain things that you well, you can borrow from your neighbor. But for one thing, your neighbor needs it. For another thing, it's very costly. The Torah basically says, you are to have a Torah scroll. The rush understands this mitzvah, that basically a Jew should have a Jewish library. And it's so important that everybody listening should realize that there are certain basic uh, books that a Jewish home is to have. I'm not going to enumerate them, but clearly it's to have the Torah, it's to have a Siddur, and it's to have books of Jewish law. And the idea is that the more books that you have, and today, thank God, there's so much available in all languages, including the art scroll, Shas, that even those who didn't have the opportunity to study in yeshivos when they were younger. Or even those who studied in the yeshiva but didn't take it seriously at the time. And now, Baruch Hashem. As the expression goes, the seichel kumt nach now they are serious. Baruch Hashem. You can sit down... And take out the art scroll Gemara, and you can open up doors that heretofore were closed to you. This is included in the um, last mitzvah in the Torah. And just know that the Torah doesn't say, Write the Torah. The Torah says, Kisvul Ha'chemes HaShira Literally, you are to write the song of Ha'azinu, which we're going to read, please God, next Shabbos. But more important, it, the Torah itself is called a song, and one of the reasons why the Torah is called a song is because the Torah is understood on so many different levels. And I'd like to share with you, because this Shabbos has a very special designation to it. The Shabbos is Shabbos Shuvah, so-called because it is the Shabbos within the ten days of a Sarasimate Shuvah between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, as well as the Haftorah for the Shabbos comes from the Navi Hosea, who calls out to the Jewish people and says, Shuvah Yisrael that this is the time that we have the literal obligation. As Rabbeinu Yona writes in Shari Tshuva, there is independent of the mitzvah of tshuva that is incumbent on the Jew all year long. There is a separate mitzvah to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. Kiba azeh yechaper aleichem on this day. We are, we receive kapora, the taher eschem, to purify you, right? before God, mikol literally from all your sins. Now, I'd like to share with you an interesting insight into tshuva, which comes from one of the essays of Rav Nebensol Shlita, the Rav of uh, the Era Atika and uh, we wish him a Refua Shlema and I want you to take a peek at the closing Psukin of chapter 16 that is going to be the Kriya Torah for Mirza Hashem Yom Kippur. So the first part of the Kriya Torah going through the first 28 psukim deal with the specific avoda of Yom Kippur, the specific service of the day of Yom Kippur, which we go through step by step in our repetition of the Musaf Shmona Esrei on Yom Kippur and we ask Hashem to look upon our tfilos as if we actually reenacted the avoda which please, God will be coming to the third Beis Hamikdash speedily in our day. But starting with verse 29 through verse 34, the Torah speaks about not the avoda but some of the laws of Yom Kippur, including the inui that we are to afflict ourselves. The term inui is found five times in the Torah, not here, but between here and more and Pinchas. And as a result, the rabbis tell us there are five different Inuyim of Yom Kippur, which please God will speak about erev Yom Kippur. But I want you to take note of one thing: the Torah uses the term that and this shall be for you the Chukas Olam Chukas Olam is translated by art scroll as an eternal decree what does that mean an eternal decree it means that only Hashem could write a book over 3,000 years ago where he is basically saying that that which I am commanding you today will be observed eternally. It's going to be observed for thousands of years. And the only one who could ever write something like that is somebody who knows all of history, controls all of history, and knows that there always will be Jews who, thank God, are going to be fasting this coming Uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday, Yom HaKippurim. And that in itself is a very exciting term, Chukas Olam. However, the Torah uses this expression of Chukas Olam no less than four times. So it's calling our attention to it. And at first glance, what is the Chukas Olam? A Chok, we know, is a law which defies logic. Okay? Why can't I wear shatneys, wool and linen together? I don't know. As opposed to a mishpat, a law which we can comprehend, this is a law which we cannot comprehend. So now the question is, what is the chukas olam referring to on Yom Kippur? So at first glance, it refers to the avoda. I have two goats from which I have a lottery. One goat will be slaughtered, its blood will be sprinkled in the Holy of Holies, and the second goat is going to be sent l'Azazel, the four entries into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Seir zazel, that goat over which the Kohen Godot uh, atones and says Vidui confesses the sins of the entire nation and that this goat has the capacity to bring about atonement explain it to me, why, how, we don't know okay, and that this avodah has to be done precisely if I only have one goat, we don't say let the one goat go either in or out, if you don't have everything you don't have anything, so you could say that the chukas olam is going on the avodah, or more specifically the chukas olam, this eternal decree Decree, what is it going on? The schok, a law which I can't understand, is going on. The Sora Mishtaleyah. Why does it work? How does it work? Okay, that it atones for the sins of the Jewish people. And just like the Pora Aduma, the Kohen who prepared the, Kohen, the Pora Aduma, which purifies others, he became Tomei. Here too, the Ish Iti, the person who brings it to the midbar, to the desert, and brings it up to the top of the mountain, where it is thrown down, and it becomes dismembered. And then what happens? He himself becomes Tomei. He brings uh, Kapora, he brings atonement, he brings forgiveness, and in the process he becomes Tomei. Put your hands down. Don't ask why. It's a chok. All right. And however, where does he bring it, the Torah says, to Erez Gezeira. And the Gemara in Yuma, Chavzayin, Bei says, Ani Hashem Don't ask questions. I, God, have ordered it to be like this. So asks Rav Nevinso, Shlita, Okay, is this the only thing we don't understand? Now tell me, the Kohen God will sprinkle the blood of the goat, Lashem, one up and seven down. Do you know Why? So once again, he asks the question, what is the Torah referring to at the end of the paragraph of chapter 16 that the Torah calls Yom Kippurim Chok Hukas Olam? And the answer is a beautiful one. His answer is that Yom Kippur itself is an eternal decree or a decree, as you'll hear in a moment, that goes against the world. What does that mean? Yom Kippur, as as we know, is a day of tshuva, a day of repentance. Now, think about tshuva for a moment. Tshuva goes against the natural order of this world. Now, what does that mean in simple English? It means as follows. Day to day, we can affect what's going on in the present, in the here and now, and what's going to happen in the future. I could sell you something and I can make a condition. It will not be yours until quote-unquote a year from now. That's one way that I can sell something to you or I can sell it to you right now. However, one thing we can't do is we can't influence the past. I can't in any kind of illegal or, quote, kosher way, predate and say, I sold it to you a year ago, when in reality, I'm not selling it until now. I can't affect the past. The past is, and I can't touch the past. Yet, what is tshuva? What is repentance all about? Tshuva does that. It rectifies the past. It transforms the past. The Gemara says, Lakish." In Yuma Pevav Amibes Amare Shlokish Gedola Chuva Great is Chuva Shizdonos that a willful sin, one that a person did intentionally, Nase Slokish Gogos, can be looked upon upstairs as a showgate, as one that was done inadvertently by mistake. Shinemar, and he cites the first Pasuk of this Shabbos Hav Shuvah Yisrael. Listen carefully. Return, O Israel Ad Hashem Unto Hashem your God, Because you have stumbled in your Avon. Avon is an iniquity. Avon is a sin which is done willfully. Avon Mayziru, the Gemara asks, Avon is something which is willful. The Kokari Mirshon and the Novi Hoshea calls it a stumbling, which is a shogeg, um, something done inadvertently. And what's the answer? The answer is that if a person does it, may if a person does chuva with love, Getting close to HaKadosh Baruch, Hu, totally regretting that which he has done. He has the ability to transform that which happened in the past. And unbelievable. He can transform it from an Aveira to a mitzvah. Okay, and now listen very carefully. This unbelievable ability to do this is based on a concept first of all, number one the Gemara in Psochim 54a teaches us that seven phenomena were created before Hashem created this world. And one of those seven, I'll tease you, take a look in Psachim 54a for the other six. But one of these seven is Chuva. Why did Hashem have to create it before the world was created? Because it goes against this world. In this world, once I've broken your window, I can say I'm sorry from today to tomorrow. The act is done. Here, by saying, I'm sorry to Hashem for that which I have done. Now, there's no question about it. I broke your window, I have to pay for it. But here, that Hashem has the ability to literally wipe the slate clean, that it hasn't happened, this is a hukas olam. So even though Art scroll correctly translates hukas olam as an eternal decree, Rab Neven says this is chukas olam, a chuk, a law without our understanding that goes against this worldly. It is, if I can say, otherworldly. Okay, and the Torah de Be'liyohu takes you to Tillim 139, Pasuk 16, yomim the velo echad bohem, Literally, this day is most unique, the low, to him, echad, there's one day which is different from all other days in the year, and what is that? This day is Yom purim. Vayer Vayivoker, the end of the very first paragraph, Yom Echad, it doesn't say as the others. Sheni shlishi revi, which is part of a continuum, right? It should have said Rishon, because Hashem knows there's a shani shlishi revi. Echad, it's the day which is Miuchad, It's the one day which to the rest of the world appears like any other day. Sunrise, sunset. But for us, it's a very different kind of a day. And where do we find this concept? We find it by hatoras Nadorim*. What does that mean? In halacha, you can transform the past. I want to go on a diet, and so me and chocolate Cake it's just I can't fight chocolate cake. So what do I do? I take a neder and I say this chocolate cake should be usher to me as if it was a carbon. I, you can eat the choker cake but if I eat it I am eating something which is not kosher. I've made to me, I've made the chocolate cake prohibited. I come and it's summertime I come to m- visit my mom and guess what she says, oh sunny boy I, ba- I knew you were coming. She doesn't know about my netter. I bake for you a chocolate cake. What am I supposed to do? I know she worked so hard. I know it would mean so much to her for me to have it. So I run. I say, "Mom, give me a moment." I run downstairs. I say to her, "Mom, I forgot something in my car." I find three Jews, and I say, "Sit down. I've got to tell you. Had I known." Right? Had I known that my mom would have made a cake, I never would have made this neder, this is charata, this is a Pesach. And so the rabbis, the three gentlemen, say to me, mutolach, 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 it is now permissible, so there is a source in halacha that you can undo. My friends, why do we start Yom Kippur with kol nidre? If I were to ask you, be honest, on Shabbat would you have suggested that we start the holiest night of the year with Kol Nidre. I know that the are important, that our vows, but what's the answer? Within the vow lies this capacity that it can be undone. There's a way of literally uprooting it. And this is what Shuva's is all about, that Hashem created this phenomenal ability for us to undo the past. And so my wish is that we take advantage of um, this opportunity. I'm sorry I didn't have a chance, but I recommend that you look in Mesilas Yishorim, in chapter four, the passage which begins vim tomar im Cain midas Hadin harachamim omedes I wanted to read for you from the Mesilas Yeshurim, but time does not permit it. Take a look yourself. I just want everybody to understand how special tshuva is. Take advantage of it. Understand that it's literally a gift that our Kurish Baruch Hu gives us. And while it is available on a technical note all year long, Dirshu Hashem, Behi O, which is from the Aftura that we said yesterday, or two days ago, on Som um, Gedalia. He is waiting for our Shuva. Let us respond and say, Hashem, we want to come close to you as well. Shabbat Shalom and a Gmarh Simatova to all.